Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was going through the Bible in the time of the kings recently, and I came across a story I had completely forgotten. So as it goes, Elisha had died and was buried. And sometime later, the Moabites, who were sort of the oppressive people at that time, were coming, and there was a funeral happening, and the people were so concerned seeing these raiders approaching that they said, oh my goodness, just, we have to hide. So they threw the body of the dead person in with Elisha, kind of like, oh, here's a handy tomb, and then they fled, and the man who had been dead was resurrected. (laughs) Oh, the Bible is so awesome. So I started laughing when I read that because that is not the kind of miracle that you expect. (laughs) Oh, here's this dead person who's being sort of hastily discarded into the tomb of the great prophet. Oh, and pop, he comes alive. So it's not like any of them were looking for a miracle. It's not like any of them were expecting a miracle. But somehow in the bones of Elisha, apparently, there resided such residual power that the man was resurrected. So what struck me about this is there is a well-known church in the United States that probably 20 years ago came under a good amount of online heat because some of the characters were practicing what they called, I think, grave sucking. (laughs) It sounds awful. Where people, well-meaning people, would go to tombs of different well-known biblical people, not biblical people, excuse me, well-known Christian leaders of the last couple of centuries, and lie on their tombs. And that seemed really bizarre and not like a super great thing to do. And I definitely can feel everybody who it would be like, that is the most bizarre thing ever. And yet, I think, well, people who have gone to Israel... When they go into Jesus' tomb, it's very profound. And I remember reading a book by N.T. Wright on pilgrimage, and he talked about that, how it was like you go on pilgrimage because certain places are thin places that they, for whatever reason, there is a greater access to heaven, or it's more thin there than it would be elsewhere. And he wrote a very moving description about sitting in one of the churches on one of the holy sites in Israel and just how profoundly moving that was, even for him as a very genius intellectual. And I think there's a part, what that story of Elisha and the resurrection spoke to me is that It's really easy to tear down our brothers and sisters. It's really easy to say, well, that's the creepiest practice I've ever heard of. That's probably from the pit of hell. And yet, (laughs) if you just looked at the scriptures, you wouldn't come away and think, wow, that was really bad. You would think like, oh, well, what kind of a resurrection can we see today? And so, Lord, we want to be so led by your spirit. We don't want to side with the accuser at any point. Lord, the accuser of the brethren comes and speaks against your people, your bride. And Lord, I confess I do that sometimes. I don't want to. Lord, I want to be 
I want to be someone who is so for your bride, who is so uh, wanting the bride to emerge in all of her splendor. And Lord, I recognize that you, you also want a pure and spotless bride. And so I recognize that there are times where there are spots that need to be called out. But Lord, I also am asking that for those who seek to be diligent and true to your word, for those who seek to be righteous and but also creative, Lord, that there would be um, a grace for them to be able to do that without accusation. And Lord, I think about how Chris Valentin talks about the difference at Apple between the production side and the research and development side and how it's like in research and development it's actually just messy that they develop prototypes and there's a lot of things that don't work and yet when it's time for production they need it to be really dialed in they need all of their systems to be correct and it to be functional every time like here's yet another perfect iphone turned out and lord how it's like Where in the church are we allowed to have those more experimental sides? Where are we allowed to have research and development to say, huh, the culture has moved. Has the church moved? Are are we always playing catch up? What is it that the Holy Spirit is speaking to this generation? How is it different than what the Holy Spirit was speaking to a previous generation? And so, Lord, while I I don't necessarily think I'll ever practice grave sucking, because that sounds absolutely horrifying, but Lord, I recognize that pilgrimage is a thing that people actually go on pilgrimage and meet you. I don't really understand that, except, Lord, I think about even how important your temple was and how you made places on this earth that were specifically designed for people to come. And then, Lord, I think, oh, but then you, Jesus is the great high priest, made a way for us to worship you wherever we are, which is what you spoke to the woman at the well where she said, are we, where are we supposed to be worshiping God? And so, Lord, the day is coming where we all get to worship you wherever we are. So, Lord, in the way that there are things that are challenging, there are things in your word that are hard to interpret or that are just like creative elements. Like, here's the people trying to flee the raiders and they come away with a resurrection. Lord, you're surprising. You don't think like we do. And so may we not be trapped into boxed in thinking, but may we be people who embrace you in all of your surprising goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.